Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share my friends' God stories with you. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and will be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. This is episode 148 with my guest, Emily Kazavinsky. Emily is a mom, teacher, and friend. She started following Jesus as a 21-year-old. She got married and adopted her daughter, MJ, when she was a little over a year old. Emily has walked through a heartbreaking time when her husband decided that he did not want to be married anymore. But Emily attributes the grace of God for meeting her right where she was. She said, I was in such a state of desperation and God allowed me to see He was the only way I was going to get through this. I cannot wait for you to hear from Emily. We also talk about having and being a mentor, unexpected plans, and being a single mom. Find out the two things Emily's mentor said for her to do that were game changers, y'all. And you can integrate that into your life today, no matter if you're a mom or not. So here is my conversation with my friend, Emily Kozavinsky. Well, welcome to the podcast, Emily. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So the cool thing about us is that we've never met in real life. That's not really the cool part, but we have a mutual friend in Leslie Hollowell. So I'm so excited. I know. It's super special. She's an amazing friend. She's been one of my lifelongers. I know. She told me. She said, and this was back, I remember where I was sitting inside of our church lobby. So it was at least probably last early last spring um, when she said, hey, Ren, you have got to talk to my friend, Emily. She is a dynamic mom and she is a dynamic person, but she is just such a wise friend that I go to. And so here you are. <laughs> I am so excited. That's so wild. She's so funny. She's always, you know, trying to think of how to help people. And mm-hmm. that was her heart. You know, that's really awesome. Uh, I want to kind of go back and talk about, you have told me a few things and also Leslie has too, but, uh, you adopted your sweet daughter and years ago, and you told me that she is one of the highlights of your life. And so I want you to just kind of open up the door, give us a peek back into when you adopted her as, uh, how old was she when you adopted? MJ. It was about 15 months. So about a year to me. Of course, to me, she was a baby, you know? Yeah. yeah, So take us, take us back to that moment and just, uh, what led up to you and your husband at the time adopting her and the joy that she's brought to you. Well, um, we had been married about 10 years and we kind of were like, well, we should probably have kids. And um, her dad actually suggested, why don't we consider adoption? And so I was like, hmm. And then, of course, the Lord did a cool work in my heart and prepared me. Like, I just really sought him. And 
he prepared my heart like this is my plan for you guys and so um we uh, got connected with an awesome reputable organization and they a year later we were flying to china and um about a year maybe a little over a year flying to china and picking up mj it was it was an awesome um experience and then i really thought i would never be a mom prior to that like or i just didn't know i was really scared of it um which is i think kind of normal you know and i remember i was never really into babies mm. and so i remember my mom telling me hey when it's your own it will be very different and she was right it mm. really transformed my life um or mj transformed margaret jane transformed my life so and she is a teenager now. How old is she now? <laughs> oh, my word. She's 16. Wow. And yeah, super independent and driving and all that fun stuff. So it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. And I love how you are just super honest about, you know, like you're not really much of a baby person. And I have to be honest, I wasn't either. I wasn't either. That stage really? was not something that I, you know, loved. And if there's a baby, you know, I'm not like, oh, let me hold the no, baby. Yeah, I'm just no. not like that. So <laughs> that's so funny how you're like that. So after that, you had some mentors that were in your life that were just incredible people to you. And I know the wife in that, uh, that couple was named Barbara. And there was something that happened in your life when you were married and had MJ. And I think right after you adopted her a couple years later was when your husband decided that he did not want to be married anymore. Right. So tell me, what was that like? And really, what did Barbara say to you right after that happened um, that was such a game changer for you? Well, um, when that happened, um, it was actually the weekend of Leslie's um, wedding. Oh. So normally, I would have called Leslie right away. Um, but obviously, I wasn't going to do that. So I was pretty devastated, uh, obviously, when he told me. And um, he was actually in Iraq. He was a far away. And so um, I immediately called Barbara, my mentor. And Barbara is one of those, let me just a little background. Barbara, um, she and her husband, John, were our, our Sunday school mentors way back, like, like, I don't even know, um, maybe eight years before that. And so, you know, when MJ came home, they were at the airport. When, um, I had losses, she was there. Like she, she really stepped in as a, um, a second mom for me since I lost my mom when I was younger. And so it would make sense. I, I didn't have a mom, so I called her right away. And mm -hmm. She, and I, I feel like we were rushed, but she said, I, I have two pieces for you, Emily. I want you to listen to praise music. And we had a long drive home. And so she's like, don't do anything else except listen to praise music. Mm. And the other piece was start praying right away against bitterness. And um, I really took 
those two pieces to heart. And I was in such a state of desperation. And I really, God allowed me to see that he was the only way I was going to get through this um, situation. And that someone like Barbara had the wisdom that I needed. Mm. So to listen to those two pieces of advice. And it really, they were, I love you said that, game changers. They they really changed, I feel like, the trajectory of where I, I went with the divorce. So. Absolutely. And I love when, when she gave you that advice and that you took that advice. You know, I mean, I think a lot well, of us would have just crumpled, you know, not knowing what to do, but I, I love that. And I, I feel like um, something I wanted to share with you, Ren, is I feel like that's so God's grace, you know, that like Leslie, I know I speak about her death because she speaks into me a lot, but I thought of something um, that she often has told me, you know, we, we kind of alluding to what you're saying or it connects with what you're saying is that we have two choices. You know, we can choose to go to Christ in a crisis or we can really choose to go away. And I, and she said, Emily, you chose to move towards Christ. And I, I really am like, I feel that's the grace of God allowing me to do that. So. Mm, mm. Well, and I'm so grateful that you had her in your life to speak into you at that time when the Lord knew that Leslie was going to be getting married exactly the time when you needed to reach out to her. And so I just love that he had Barbara there as well, you know, and I think it's so important to have mentors in our life. And um, can you speak to that? I know it's not in our notes, but can you speak to that about how important a mentor is either in our life or to be a mentor to someone. When I really started walking with Christ, which was around the age of 21 in college, I, I, I honestly don't know a day without a mentor. Mm. So it, it was ingrained in me that the need for that, um, from an early, from my early spiritual life, um, and I, I love this about Barbara. Barbara's the most significant mentor I have. I mean, I, I have a, I've had a lot. I've been so blessed. But she's always said, and we, I was always moving around because I was married to someone in the military. And she never said, I'm your only mentor. She said, everywhere you go, you should have someone pouring into you, speaking truth, speaking love, speaking Jesus. And so... I think through that, that reiterated the importance of needing that. Um, she helped me with that. And then I, I believe, again, learning from such a young spiritual age, the need for mentorship in my life, that I need to reciprocate that. And, of course, God calls us to do that, to give that life on life wherever I am in all the situations that I am. And, of course, to me, I have the highest privilege of mentoring my own daughter and discipling her. I mean, that's, I, I feel so blessed to be able to do that. So. Well, and I love that you said that at the end because I just, the Lord just gave me this idea about how 
we are mentors for our children. So if we are at home, if there is a mom at home and she mm. wants to be able to mentor and call it a, being a mentor, well, she is a mentor. She's a mentor to her children at home. And maybe she doesn't yeah. think that whatever she's doing is mattering right now. It is mattering. That is the highest privilege. As you said, that is the highest calling of to mentor, but then you're mentoring your own children. So yeah. I don't want to forget that because that is huge. That is huge. Well, I think we do sometimes. We forget it because, and you know this, you're a mom. There's not a lot of glory in it because it's, it, most of it is behind the scenes. And I think when we have good mentors in our life, they can say, like you just said, that's what matters, that you're loving your kid and you're raising a generation changer, you know? So. Mm, yeah, this is good stuff. Uh, I love how your mentor, Barbara, mentioned to you about listening to praise and worship music and praying against bitterness. Was there a certain scripture that really stood out to you during that time of um, just having the loss of your marriage? Uh, well, when I was thinking about that question, it's so hard to choose just one, honestly. So, and I actually don't, I'm not going to tell you a scripture. I'm going to tell you um, two chapters. So Isaiah, the book of Isaiah is, um, has been sustaining for me over the years. Um, but during that time, Isaiah 43 and Isaiah 54 specifically. So just to, Say what Isaiah 43 or remind you I'm sure you can think about it and know but um, it's just Isaiah 43 talks about how um, there's lots of I'm gonna say Emily's version but there's lots of good things that have happened in our lives like he's talking to the Israelites all these awesome things but I want you to forget about that and I want you to move forward and of course again this is my version but I that really resonated with not, not that we forget completely because we know it's there, but like the idea of I, he also in Isaiah 43 talks about that. I've got, God's got something better for me just in this future and that um, I need to keep moving forward and he's going to provide that. Um, and then Isaiah 54, that one's been super special a lot of years, but specifically, um, during that heartbreaking time, it reminded me that God is my husband and he will never, ever, ever, ever abandon me. Um, and so it was a promise I went back to again and again. So Isaiah 43 and 54, those are two of my things. That is great. I, I need to go back and look at Isaiah 54. I know Isaiah 43, a couple of those verses I'm familiar with, but not 54. So I'm going to yeah. go back and look at that. But Don't do it. So I want to move on to unexpected plans. You, when you, years ago, when you were getting married and when you adopted MJ, you didn't look down and say, one day I'm going to be a single mom. You know, that's going to be in the cards for me. You right. probably didn't even expect that. So what would you tell someone that is a single mom now and how she can be a single mom and to do it well and to do it with wisdom and to do it um, as a godly mom who is mentoring her kids? What would you say to her? 
Uh, I would say two things. Um, one is stay healthy, be healthy. And so that comes with a, a several pieces. Um, one is, I'm just going to speak about my own life. Um, I went to counseling um, and I love what my counselor said. He's like, I can't fix anybody else, but I can help you be the healthiest version of yourself. Um, and then another part of being healthy was for me was running. I ran a lot and <laughs> whatever you need to do, find a hobby that's super healthy for you. So, you know, push your babies in their stroller, take the kids to the track, go to the Y and put the kiddos in childcare, whatever you need to do just to have a few minutes where you can healthily recharge yourself. And then um, I cannot stress the next one enough, but ritualistically spending that time with God, like do not compromise that. And if that means leaving a Bible open on your counter because you're running around chasing kiddos, do it. So you can read a few scriptures here and there. You can stop and have breath prayers, you know, you, but keep, keep that time with the Lord to refresh yourself and stay healthy. Like I said, and always have an inner circle of friends who are praying for you. I think that's key. And then as a mom, I think that combo of staying healthy and then, um, kind of being in the moments with your kiddos. I know for me, like really being intentional about, and not only are you taking care of yourself, but on the flip side, you're a single mom. So you're a lot, you wear a lot of hats. Um, and so continuing to really build those relationships with your kids, um, whether they're old or young, it's never too late to do that. Right. And then, um, I think it's really important. I learned this. I wish I had learned it earlier, but always give your kids a voice because they're experiencing probably some sort of pain as well or hurt. And, you know, even though, like you said, Ren, we didn't, I didn't plan this, but it is what it is. So I need to help my kids, even though, you know, I'm in pain too, or you're in pain you know, they, they deserve to have a voice too. So providing that for them in their own hurt. And then the, the last thing I think that's really key as a single mom is, I, and I have to say this to myself, is play, have fun with your kids because I, I know as a, a single mom, I just wearing so many hats, so many things have to get done that I often would forget that it's okay I'm not making roast beef, that if I only make a grilled cheese sandwich, it's not the end of the world. And I get outside and play with my kids on the playground. Like mm. that's what's more important. Or I sit and stop and, you know, drink a cup of tea with my daughter who needs me to listen to her about the boys situation at school. Like that's more important. Mm. But intentionally telling ourselves that. So. 
Mm. Well, and I love that because Leslie had said you are such a, a wise mom. And I think that is, that goes into that of knowing when a grilled cheese is just fine or mac and cheese is just oh, fine yeah. so that you can yeah. have that extra time with your daughter and just mm-hmm. sit and, or be outside when she was younger, you know, playing with her or swinging or whatever. So I think that is super wise. And I loved how you mentioned a lot of those and a lot of those are about being healthy and it's the different types of healthy you know, uh, about, you know, from the summer, I'm still stuck on that with the whole types (laughs) of health. I mean, you mentioned them all. I mean, you mentioned spiritual health and physical health and mental health and, um, social health. I mean, social health, that's not really a thing. Friendship health, you know, you, you mentioned all of those. And I think that is so important. Um, and that is really wise advice, um, for single moms out there for sure. Well, I want to ask these three fun questions of you, okay? So, you know, you're a listener, so you know. I like um, what do you like to eat? What are you reading? And what are you loving lately? Okay. Well, since it's fall, you know, I'm, I'm eating cozy foods, you know, like soups and stuff like that. And, of course, ice cream, and that's probably thanks to COVID. Yay. <laughs> yes, we all are, right? Um, and then reading, I am, it's a duo. I'm reading The Sacred Enneagram by Christopher Curit, I think, Okay, is his name. And then I'm reading, for fun, the second book in the Sweet Magnolias ser- series by Cheryl Woods. Have you heard of the Sweet Magnolias? Yes, I heard it was like the a show, show but mm-hmm. I've never seen it, and I yes. haven't read it. Okay. Uh, the book, the show is so cute, and then I was like, I really want to read the books, and so the books are fun. Okay, but it's it's a no brainer read, but it's yeah, fun. yeah. And then loving, I mean, I it, and I'm not saying this just because we're doing this, but I'm really trying. I love my time with MJ because I know I only have about a year and a half left of you know mom being home under in my nest so right and then the other thing is running in this cold weather i'm loving or in the chilly Mm. weather we don't have cold weather yet but yeah yeah now in texas (laughs) that that is so true that breeze that like amazing isn't it awesome oh my gosh it's like the game changer when i'm running so (laughs) that's awesome okay so if you had one more piece of advice for a mom out there or maybe a wife out there that is walking through what you walked through years ago um if you could say anything or anything you want to leave my listeners with today well that the lord the god really does promise us that he he is our husband and really can meet all of those needs. Even even if we are married, you know, that he alone can truly um, fill in those gaps in our lives and um, and don't give up hope. You know, so. That's good. Thank you so much for coming and sharing a part of your story with me today, Emily. You are such an encouragement to me, and I hope we can meet in person sometime. I know. I can't (laughs) wait. When I come to Memphis. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for this conversation today with my friend, Emily Kozavinsky. And if you received encouragement hearing Emily's God story, would you do me a huge favor and forward this episode to a friend? That would be awesome. 
Okay, that's going to do it for this episode today. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend.